sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. I need a lamp, and when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good in a special way. You know, it's another crisp, beautiful morning here in Pine Grove, Ontario, and we've decided to turn the lights on in the Dutch Hall and invite in my friends for a nice morning coffee. What I forgot to uh, remember was that coffee makes me absolutely insane. <laughs> so now we're starting a show with multiple technical difficulties where we're pressed for time to have our wonderful guest, Ryan Vandenbush, leave to make an appointment, and I have coffee surging through my veins. So there's really only one thing to do, and that's let me off the... Let me off the bench, coach. <laughs> I need to go. Cool. Hit the theme song. crowd here on on a nice Tuesday morning. So welcome to Life from the Dutch Hall, everybody. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, as always. And uh, this is, a nice, as I said, a Tuesday morning with coffee running through my vein. You know what we should do, because I liked it so much last week. Why don't we just uh, get a little theme song ref going. I'll introduce who's here on the show today. You know what I'm talking about? Are you going to go with the, the Good Day Sunshine? I like it. Here, uh, you know, here in Life from the Dutch Hall on a Tuesday, we have the whole nocturnal emissions in the house, minus, I guess, the new bass player, yeah. Paul Van Dyke, yeah. who, who doesn't even want to be called a bartender anymore. We have we have on lead guitar, Steve the Reluctant German. Let's hear it for yeah. Steve. Yeah. On rhythm guitar, we have the man, the band leader of, of Nocturnal Emissions, Mike Bo is in the house. Let's hear it, Mike. All right. Here and 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 the reason we're all here on a Tuesday morning. The man that's just stayed up all night, becoming a master of industry. The man that writes the music for the show, Dave Where? the Rooster Charters, is here. Is it a captain? Where am I? <laughs> and the sweetest treat of all is that my brother, my bartender, and bass player, Paul Van Dyke, is hard at work. But to replace him, being our barista for today is sweet, sweet Kelly is in the house. Let's hear it. And our guest today is uh, NHL uh, alumni and a uh, good friend of the show and owner of Lakeside Vista, Ryan Vandenbush, is here. So everyone... Oh. Yeah, walk him in. That's not, it's not time. What's up, Pistol? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, though. And as always, I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and this is Live from the Dutch Hall. Here Thanks for listening, go, everybody. All right. No one applauded for me, and no. that was appropriate. Yes. That was appropriate. I said yay. I did, well, <laughs> yeah, you said yay? Oh, thanks, Steve. I, I said yay. Steve, I'm liking Steve more and more all the time. Here, guys, you really got to pull your socks up. You're the originators, and you show me the least amount of respect. 
you guys. You get what Ow. you deserve. You know what I was thinking? Of? I was you th- reap what you sow, some <laughs> might say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that, any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> you th- you're talking, what, what do you mean, because I'm so mean, because so, so I'm awful to you? Sometimes you're disrespectful to me. You know, you'd be nowhere without me. You know that, right? <laughs> That's all you got to remember all the, every day is that you'd be nowhere without me. And then you. By sometimes, I mean every week. <laughs> <laughs> not just when we're on the show, Dave. In, your pers- in our personal life, I treat you like shit, too. It's not just here on the show. You guys couldn't live without each other. Yeah, I know. Well, it's only uh, to me, in my opinion, is, and I'm I'm a weird guy. When I have, uh, you know, when I get make new friends, let's say Steve, for example, Steve the Reluctant German. We've known each other for what a couple months. Yep. Yeah, a couple months. And <laughs> like uh, five. Is it that much? How long have we been doing this for? When? Like oh, Maya's August, birthday. Yeah. September, right? September. September. So, we've been doing this. So that's what, how many months is that? Six. Whatever. February now. Yeah, we're in February. That's right. Yeah, February. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, so Steve, five months. Yeah, right. So I he I know him right. Let's say, uh, but I don't know him as long. So I treat him nicer than I treat you, right? <laughs> if I get to know Steve another year, I'll treat him more like shit. You know, as it goes on, as we become better friends, it's just how it works. I will treat him worse and worse, right. and he will do the same. That's what I that's what I come to think is normal with a male behavior. You know, it's because only because I like him that I make fun of him. That's the only way. <laughs> if I make fun of a guy I don't like, it's more mean. You can tell. Yes. You know, where I am actually trying to hurt his feelings and crush him where he's got scars you know <laughs> on the, the inside you know we're mine with you dave it's, it's more superficial it's not really deep i could get at your core and i could really make you cry you know like i know enough about you as your friend i could really get deep you know ruin your whole life you know <laughs> but I don't do it because you're my friend and i appreciate that you think, you're welcome you're welcome that's true friendship yeah i know it is so today i wanted to, i wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, my weekend right uh, i had okay. uh this weekend i had my 20th uh, anniversary of the semester I spent in England. So we had uh, friends that I, uh, 20 years ago, I guess it's tw- 1995. It's 20 years ago. Holy Oof, crap. You are old. I know. Old as sin. Can you believe that's 20 years Two ago? Two decades. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we, I went uh, I went to the University of Guelph and they had a business semester they did over at the London School of Economics. And there was like 20 kids from my school that went over and studied at that school for one semester. And so we, uh, and a lot of us lived in the house where a classroom was. And so Anyways, when you're over away, especially like 20, 21, 22 years old, whatever it was, you uh, really, uh, you become close with those people because you're away from everything. Like, you're not just away at school from your family. You're like away, you're like, there's no internet at this time. There's, no one's got cell phones. You're not calling home. You're, you have to go on one of those like, those ring, ring phones Mm. and you stand in a hallway and you hope that that's your mom calling because you arranged a week ago that she'd call you at this time on this day or whatever you know you so you're away so the people you get to form close friendships with you form them fast and they're really deep because you're supporting each other through that period of your life right, right. so uh, 20 years go by we don't really keep in touch at least i don't i'm not that great of a friend right uh but 20 years go by but we've we've gotten together periodically a few of us right and then so here's 20 year anniversary and they all show up and everyone looks pretty much exactly the same as what I remember them uh, really? from. Yeah. Except yeah. for they're just more tired looking, a little bit more tired looking, you know, because <laughs> they're all like my age and they all got kids and, and, you know, like, uh, you know, job and regular life stuff that's they're dragging them They're running a rat race. Yeah. They're in the rat race, right? All over. And everyone's doing the, uh, dealing with it differently. Right. But what I liked about these people, they're all kind of like-minded to the way I am. Like, and we're all at the same age. We're all going through the same thing. So. When you're talking, uh, when we were talking about it, it was just uh, like therapy to hear everybody else that's really kind of, you know, well, you haven't seen them. They're you're in different parts of the world living, and then all of a sudden you get together and you're uh, all pretty much exactly the same, going through the same stuff. You know, whether you're in downtown Toronto or out in Muskoka or you're in uh, 
uh, Pine Grove, Ontario. Everyone's <laughs> doing it their own way, right? Out yeah. in the bush. After, yeah. after 20 years, they're all just as fucked up as you are. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is that a lot of them are like, it sounds like you got it figured out. And I'm like, I got it figured out. Jeez, uh, if I haven't figured out, then... then I don't want it figured out, you know, sometimes. We're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel kind of miserable most of the time. I think this is being happy is when you feel mis- miserable most of the time, right? I'd still rather feel this kind of miserable than the kind of miserable of, like, sitting in a, you know, sitting in a cubicle every day rotting or an office and they're rotting. The like, gross. It just wasn't for me. It just yeah. wasn't for me. I find that some people actually like it, you know? None of the people that were at my England party did. Like, of all of them, only one of them works within the beast of a corporate, uh, the belly of the corporation. Really? And, uh... And she, she's been messing with it, too, <laughs> you know, the whole time. She hates it just as much as I do. <laughs> Anyways, it was pretty cool. To, and the other thing we said is, like, you know, what's cool about having friends like that is you can go 10 years without talking to them, and then they come in, and you just pick up right where you left off. Yeah. And if we want to do it, wait another 10 years and go back at it again, uh, it, there will be no hard feelings. We don't have to call each other on our birthdays or do any, mm-hmm. you know, any special trips. It's just an easy friendship. You know, you can yeah. pick it up wherever you are. Yep. You, you have you have something like that, Mike? Uh, I think just with uh, maybe a few guys played hockey with. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you see them over the years, and it's just you talk about old times. It's great. Hey, Ryan, you too. Like, you would have gone, like, especially when you left home to go play junior hockey or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you would have, uh, that would have been kind of a similar thing. You, you've left your home. You're kind of look, you, you're kind of going through the first uh, withdrawal from what I, you know. I, I left my home, and I had to uh, room with Richard Shrivels from Coldwater. <laughs> aka rob dykeman yeah oh you just gave away his identity i think he's gonna be mad at you <laughs> so yeah like, yeah we, you know and you're still friends with him to this right, day to right this like, day. yeah i mean like you just talked about when you're out where you were and you had no cell phones or really no contact with uh, your parents back home you you, you job very quickly and if you don't, then it's a problem because you know you're living with this person, you're skating with this person, you're going to school with this person, you know, you're sitting downstairs in a rec room watching TV with this person. There's no adult uh, companionship. They're upstairs. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they had the basement. And it's like, yeah. whoa, man! If you don't like somebody, it'd really suck right now. But yeah. thank God, I always had really good roommates and we're yeah. still friends to this day. Yeah, yeah, it's like having a bad neighbor, right? It's like if you yeah. m- someone moves next door to you and they're a real prick. Yeah. And you're like, oh crap! I just paid all this money for the house. Yeah. Now. It's just and, terrible. And like you say, you, you might talk. You might not talk to him for like five years. Yeah. And, you know, you might give him a call one day and just, you know, leave off for you. It's all good. Last yeah. Talk to him is great. I think that's what it really is. Like, I wish I could see Dave less, you know, and just pick <laughs> up where I left off. But then he miss him so much when he's not here. Yeah. That's right. It's like, even your wife, I find marriages sometimes, you know, you would be like, the marriages that really work are the ones where the guy's gone half the time and then he gets right. back. Well, used to. You you, uh, you and Sweet Sweet Kelly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So right. the way the shifts work, it's perfect, right? Yeah. You both are away from each other, then you're, you're together. Then you're, you're away from each other, you're together. You get to miss each other a little bit. Then yeah. you get to, you go on, on trips, right? That's why you have four kids. I don't go on trips. <laughs> <laughs> He's got four kids. Don't you go away to work, though? You go overnights to work? Yeah, but I don't, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Is that yes. enough? That's not enough time to miss that's her. That's not enough time. You need a tour. You need a full need a, Life from yeah. the Dutch Hall tour. Oh, we're working on yeah, it. Yeah, we're working on it. Right now, actually, I'll tell you, boys, to update you on the tour, Okay. we're trying to organize a, uh, our first tour. First step was to uh, convince the women. I think we're like maybe a quarter of the way there, maybe a quarter of the way there. Okay. <laughs> Lukewarm reception from the women to say, <laughs> as a whole, if we had to put them all in one bucket and take the average, I'd say it's probably just lukewarm, you okay. know? Uh, some really chilly responses to it. So um, we, we're working on that part. But then the dates are the next part, and yes. the locations are the next part, right? So we're pretty close on, we have, we're pretty close on dates, but uh, locations, I actually have four locations booked at this point in oh, time. Oh, nice. Right? Sure. I don't have them booked. I have them, uh, I, um, 
penciled in. Penciled in. Penciled and they've in. agreed that they would uh, host the show in four different locations. Awesome. Oh, where now comes. Now, I'm not telling you. Because, uh, let me finish. Because because they, <laughs> they uh, there are four locations. But what I want to do is I want to see if between now and whenever I set the deadline for myself to book them, how I can upgrade those four locations. And I apologize if I tell you who they are. They're going to know I'm putting them on the list of ranking them and and saying they're not good enough. Right. But there's a multiple criteria what I'm trying to do here because I really would like it to be an international tour. That's uh, one that uh, would be a, would be something that it was harder to work on. <laughs> but I know we got we just have to find one location in another country and then we can do it. And right. I, if it's close to the border, it still counts, right? Yeah. What about Kyrgyzstan? <laughs> yeah, you tell those guys. Tell those. Uh, yeah, we should bring the audience up to speed. You're, you're, you got a like. You got an offer, Ryan, uh, to go play hockey in Kyrgyzstan. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Which I don't even know anything. I didn't even know it was I a country. It's I, not Kazakhstan. I, I don't even. I looked it up. I no, I looked at my map and I was just on the north northwestern tip of China. Oh wow! Oh, so wow. not in like uh, Russia as on the Russia uh, yeah, China. I think like, it's part of Russia. I didn't even, yeah. I just found this out. So, so it's west. It's like Siberia. Yeah, right. You know, it's out there. You know. <laughs> so you guys. So good ice. Or, or, so what, east, what if we get yeah. you on that flight there and do a podcast down there? That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> no Ask those deal. guys if they got big pockets. Yeah. They'll send us over. I think then then you can convince your wives a little easier. Yeah. If someone said some big big wig KGB loaded. No, uh, crazy man wants us to pay all our expenses to go to Kyrgyzstan do a show I would be I, I think yeah. your wives would have to say that's a once in a lifetime opportunity you I have think to take they can't it. refuse that you know it's, it's like someone's it's like it's like uh, all of a sudden you're just at uh, Tim Hortons and you run into uh, let's say Jennifer Aniston and then she just really wants to give you a blowjob right and you're like come on <laughs> to your wife She's, you gotta understand that's like that's a once in a lifetime thing <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. why that's why that's why I always say to my wife I say will you be more angry if you found out I had sex with one woman behind your back or ten women at the same time you know which one would make you more angry you know <laughs> and she just says both of them would make me angry which is not playing the game right the game is that's which one is wor- which one is worse right <laughs> Sweet Kelly, uh, you're you're the only lady we have to to, to and you're I can I gotta tell you I, I can't even look over that way half the time. I have Sun to look away. Shining right on I'm list, I'm used to looking at a, a I'm looking at a grizzled old uh, you know bartender who's just made all the bad decisions in life most of the time when I'm looking this way. And now I'm looking at this ray of sunshine. Literally, literally, there is yeah. there is a ray of sunshine shining just on her. Her eyes are sparkling. And I can't even barely look. I can't. It's not that I can't look because of the sun. It's because of the beauty. I can't look. You know, <laughs> I'm just not used to it. You gotta get. You gotta like warm up to it. You can't just jump into a, into a, into a hot tub or into a cold water. You gotta like you know wade in. You know, and I can't go like that's step up. I look first at I look first at charters, and that's not helping. It's, it's even. You know, it's even more. Beautiful. I can look at Mike. I got. I got. This way, honestly, I'm doing. I have to scan at Mike and then scan at Kelly because. Mike's my buffer. I go charters. Ugh, I'm just looking at ugly all the time. Then I got to scan to like a Van Dyke. Okay, I'm back to my base. And then Kelly. Oh, <laughs> anyways, Kelly, my question for you was, my question for you is, uh, would you be more upset if your uh, husband, uh, this is a fictional husband, yeah, you don't, yes. you know, but you love him, you love him a lot, yeah. right? He's, you've dedicated your life to him. You have a couple kids with him. Mm-hmm. You just think he's terrific. Mm-hmm. And he comes and he tells you. I've had sex with a woman behind your back. I've had an affair, a torrid affair, mm-hmm. you know, and I apologize, but I've had it. Okay. Now you think about how you'd feel in that scenario, right? Terrible. Now you go to scenario two. He sits you down. He says, I got to tell you, sweet, sweet Kelly, last night, there were 10 <laughs> beautiful, like Swedish models who came up to me and said, we would like to disservice you in all sorts of ways at the same time just in one night of drunken debauchery. <laughs> now, now you think about how you'd feel from that story, right? Well, which one is worse? I think it's 
bad all around. Yes. <laughs> Which, hmm. I also think you specifying that it's Swedish models makes a difference too. Oh, does it? Okay. What if yeah. it's just a bunch of uh, like uh, kind of like uh, terrible looking girls, white ass girls from Halden County? That makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Haldeman. Yes, good with Haldeman. Heavy clay boots in Halden. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so it would be if if it, it that's a good question though. So if it was a, a, if it was beautiful women, you'd mm-hmm. say okay, well that is a, too good of an opportunity to pass up, right? You'd have to understand a bit. Well, does it go both ways? Well, what would be a, what would be the equivalent? Because what would be the equivalent? Because men as a as our nature, we're we're like uh, <laughs> genetically predetermined to just procreate, uh, spread our of seed. Course. We don't sow the seed. We're one of the, you know, there are species <laughs> in this world like geese and stuff like that mm-hmm. who mate for life. Human beings are not one of those animals. We, right. Men are meant to like spread their seed. When we are faithful to our women, mm-hmm. it goes against our nature as, a, as an animal oh. to do so. It is a struggle every day, right? <laughs> and then when you get, when you get 10 Swedish oh. models that are telling you they're going to do all kinds of things your wife won't do, then... Uh, <laughs> I mean, how, how as a man are you supposed to do that? Like we're all, we only have our limitations, you know? Like, I just can't understand how... Life is hard for you guys. It's really hard. <laughs> it is. It's, really it's, not, it's unnatural. It's hard, isn't it? Like it's unnatural. A, it is unnatural. That's something that... <laughs> yeah, and they give so us no tough. credit. With the, women, with the women, you know, they have their periods. You can see the evidence of their pain, you know, the evidence of their struggle. You know, that, that is it. You can see the... <laughs> so what would be harder to take? Ten women on your man or one woman on your man? No women on my man. Oh, <laughs> good answer. But, but for you, what would, be, what would be the equivalent of the 10 Swedish models? Would it be tw- 10 guys? Because you come across a little tr- tramp. Well, what about one. like certain celebrities? Oh, okay. Yes. That's what I mean. Celebrity, no problem. Like right? Leonardo DiCaprio, let's like say. Leonardo DiCaprio. You're a fan, right? Yeah. You mentioned he was going to get the Oscar. Yeah. Which was, which was not, and I agree. He's a new, he's a new Al Pacino. He's, he's been nominated enough times. He's yeah. been snubbed. This is his year. Probably not the role he should have won it for, yeah. but he's going to win it. Anyways. It's, it's no, a great role. It's got to happen. Is it? Do you seen it? Yep. Oh yeah, you think it's as good as all his other stuff? It's it's ab- absolutely crazy what he did uh, as an actor. Like he's in freezing cold rivers for half the movie. Oh know? really? Like, yeah, it's awful. Oh, it would have like, been terrible. Yeah, so it would have been the worst shoot ever. Oh, really? So he really earned his earned his uh, accolades. Then oh. you're saying, yeah. Didn't okay. they only have like an hour of daylight too? <laughs> yeah. To run to leave. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so so now uh, yes, I would say that is a good question. What would we do as men mm-hmm. if uh, let's go Leonardo DiCaprio around the room? Uh, beds our wives, you know. They're the same scenario. They're in Tim Hortons. All of a sudden, Leonardo DiCaprio says, "You are the most beautiful woman. I'm gonna take you, and make sweet love to you, but then we'll never speak of it again." It makes you sign a waiver as well, so you don't tell the press. Right, exactly. Right? That's right. As long as you didn't kiss her, <laughs> or you're ruined. Oh yeah, didn't kiss her. <laughs> didn't. Is it, did, yeah, that's did in you, the waiver. Did you kiss? If you'd allowed, as long as you didn't kiss. And that is kind of the point, though. That's a, that's kind of the whole analogy. Is that you know, with the one person, you're making, you're having enough. Uh, an emotional relationship you know you're you're uh, connecting you're having an actual like romance you're you're emotionally connecting with that person one-on-one you know there's a chance you could be it doesn't mean so you could also just be drunk and just you you, you let your guard down for a second she got you damn it right but that, that happens I, I suppose it doesn't happen to me got a streak going on. i'm the i'm the cal ripkin of pussy as they say <laughs> so <laughs> but anyways uh we got uh so like uh what i'm what was i saying Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is gonna is bangs your wife. Is that are you able to say give her a pass? Like it's a whole list thing. But would you say like that's a pretty good story? Is it like the Blood Diamond Leo DiCaprio or like the Gilbert? Right Gray, now, Gilbert <laughs> right, Grape Leo DiCaprio. Right now he's coming. Right. Oh, I would go Wolf of Wall Street though. Leonardo DiCaprio, real douchey Leo. You get ten different Leo characters. Does yeah. that playing? Which one would you let bang your wife? Only the guy from Gilbert Grape could bang your wife. <laughs> 
We should probably give this one up and maybe get on yeah. to a little bit of feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Well, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. Uh, this week's Feedback, We Got Feedback is brought to you by our friends from Amazon. If you go to Life from Dutch Hall website and click on either of our Amazon banners, you can uh, do your Amazon shopping. As my niece, Emma Ball, has been on fire uh, buying stuff from Amazon, telling all her friends. And so I just give her another shout out. And thank you for everyone else who has uh, done that on Amazon. Some of that money comes back and helps us make the show better. And it keeps it free for our listeners. Also, VG Meats puts a coupon on there, too. You can print that off and take it to either of the locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek and get a good deal on great meats. Uh, VG Meats, uh, thank you for your support. Some of that money also, too, comes back and helps. I think Ryan was just having a nice pepperette from VG Meats. Yep, I know, I know. It's like we had a box of them that we just stumbled upon, and yeah, then it's a, it's a nice treat. Yeah, so it we, is a treat. So, so to the VG boys, thanks for storing uh, meat all over the Dutch Hall that we can find. Mm-hmm. I, it's amazing what you do when you clean things. <laughs> um, and uh, Lakeside Vista, Lakeside Vista, uh, go on the website www.lakesidevista.ca and have a great, have a look at a great property. And if it, uh, if you're looking for a property, a book for any of your events, uh, because Lakeside Vista, where the views are beautiful, but the memories they are even better. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta get that on that website. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get in. <laughs> I thought you might take that. That's, That's great. Bushy. And the last sponsor of Life in the Dutch Hall is Van Dyke Party Services. Van Dyke Party Services. Come on, guys. How many times do I have to tell you? This is a chance in a lifetime opportunity. If your parties just stink, like what are you having here? You having your grandma's 90th birthday party? You go to that, you sit in an old folks' home, you eat some stale old vanilla cake. You got a bunch of old people that smell like colostomy bags all around you. This is supposed to be a birthday party? Invite five Van Dykes right to your house. Any five Van Dykes, and this party will be the, off the chain. Satisfaction right? guaranteed. Your grandma is going to have the best birthday party of your life, and why not? She deserves it. Invite five Van Dykes, and all you have to do is pay our expenses and give us $100 of cold hard cash. If your grandma's not satisfied, we'll give you back the 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. but we will have uh, eaten all our pudding. And we're not going to refund that. We can't. It's no, inside can't. of us. It's inside of us. Once it's inside of us, it's ours. We're not refunding that. No. Van Dyke Party Services. <laughs> the first person that does call us at, or email us at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com to hire Van Dyke Party oh, Services, baby. I'll tell you, you're in for a real treat. A uh, real treat. Because there's, there's, there's this energy, this tension amongst all of us that we want to get to work. We're excited. This is what we were meant to do. This is the business that we were meant to be in. We're natural at it. We're natural. We're gifted by God himself. So how long have you bought for all night? Oh, yeah, all night. A few hours? No, it's all, the whole night. It's you get the whole night. night. Yep. That's, but, a night of entertainment. You have to understand, Ryan, the longer you book us for, the more your expenses will rise. Right. You know, Just to be fair, you know, the manager expectations. That is true. If you book us for an hour, there's only so much expenses we can consume in an hour. But we'll try hard. <laughs> we will do, the, do our best. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that if we're having fun, everyone's having fun. It's what I, <laughs> what I really think. <laughs> it's very true. So, fee- <laughs> so using feedback, we got feedback. We uh, uh, welcome our new listeners, and uh, this is a Tuesday morning show, so we're putting it in the, we're recording it and putting it out uh, later, so uh, we really don't have a lot of what we can say on there, so I can either splice it in or just thank you to everybody who's new and listening. I still am waiting for the people from uh, Howell, Michigan to reach out to us because they've been doing a great job, and it looks like we're spreading a little bit in Michigan, and I don't know it's because of them telling people about it, but it does, that's the main reason we can help the show is if, when people tell, tell other people about it. Um... And I guess, you know, unfortunately, because it's a morning show, and this will change in the future, but in the morning, for our morning shows, we don't get to talk to our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf, and so we don't get to play the theme song, which is really upsetting. But if you guys know the, want to write a line for the uh, Haitian Dwarf theme song, 
send it into us. Send us uh, even just anyway. On you can either uh, give me a Facebook Messenger, you know, message me on Twitter, or uh, go on. Uh, give me an email, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. Put in your uh, lyrics for the Haitian Dwarf theme song, which is basically. I is black because you talk back. Yes. Very simple. Very simple. Just, Just a nice rhyme. One lyric, you know. Hi ho, hi ho. It's off to bed we go. You blank your blank, do blank your blank. Hi ho, hi ho. So you fill in those blanks, and you can win a life from a Dutch old T-shirt. Nice. Um, so that we got. So now we got uh, all that business out of the way and feedback. There's not really much we want to talk. We talked about the tour already. We talked about the contest. I guess we we always do rec- rec- welcome anyone coming into. Uh, Send us ideas for shows that will also enter in a draw for a T-shirt. And if you want us to come to your town, we're trying to upgrade our tour here or just make it a little bit more feasible from logistics. So if you would like us to come to your town, also reach out and give us a message and we'll see what we can do. If we're not making it on this tour, we're definitely going to make it at another day. It's just we're trying to tighten up this one tour because it's our first one. Maybe end at Swazis. Oh, sounds great. Last show, last show at Swazis like in Waterford. It. Nice. Close That's what I was thinking. If we've done like four shows, and then we'll just wait till the next Thursday and do a show at Swazis. That's like the perfect sounds scenario, perfect. Yeah. right? Yeah. Say it out loud; it might happen. Exactly. So far, it has. That's been the amazing part of the show, <laughs> which is what we kind of talk about in yeah. feedback. Like another thing that another thing that was really cool was that uh, everyone we were spending, me and my England friends were spending a lot of time here, and uh, most of the guys, especially, were saying like. Uh, this is this idea of everybody coming together in one room once in a while and just kind of like pursuing something ridiculous that doesn't make a lot of sense but it makes you feel better and then gets and people start to people enjoy it we're starting to attract people like flies to it like everybody wants to be a part of it because there's like i have a lot of people are saying i have nothing like i have nothing every week to look forward to and then this would be perfect you know and uh so i kind of think we're kind of becoming a hostile for people that are all just you know like just trying to finding this uh, comfort and misery together yeah they're looking you know I mean? for something to hold, like just hold some, on to something to be a part of or yeah, whatever part yeah. Of, yeah so I mean, if life can if life in the dutch hall can serve that purpose for any of our listeners out there and you want to become more of a part of it like just uh, i'm sure you have skills reach out you can at least become part of our studio audience and we can uh, uh you can see what we're doing down here we have our first studio audience member coming in thursday that's answered the call so uh, hopefully we'll get a lot more of that, and and uh, some we, our listeners can be uh, a bigger part of the show. So that's it, boys. That's it. Unless you have anything you want to say to our, say at this point in time. So last time we addressed our listeners directly. <laughs> David, do you have anything you want to say to him? I'm all good. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for uh, listening. Oh, S- Steve, you don't thank them. <laughs> Steve's I, I, unappreciative. I feel, like I, I feel like I don't know them. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Steve's still still the I'm newest still guy. New. When does Steve when does Steve lose, lose lose the moniker? No, we have if we get another guy. Then you're That's not true. the FNG anymore. The F, you are the FNG now, and then there'll be some other guy like Wes. He's the FNG yeah. or Hill. Yep. You know the drummer. Yep. We'll start treating him like shit, but yeah. we did. But we knew him longer. It's true. Yeah. So that way, so we need a perfect stranger. Yeah. Right. Belky. Like Belky. <laughs> <laughs> get Meepos. Why don't you go play for Meepos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meepos. Yeah, that'd be great. Meepos. Well. So now is the time of the show. We welcome our very special guest. Tonight's special guest has played for the New York Rangers, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's he's one of the greatest enforcers, in my opinion, ever to play the game of hockey. He's uh, my brother-in-law and good friend, Ryan Vandenbush, is in the house. Let's hear Ryan. Thank you, Pete. Thank you very much. Nice. Still got the live band and the canned fart. That's what we like. 
So Ryan, thanks a lot for coming back in uh, uh, today. Me, oh, it's always a pleasure. Well, you know, it's really a, a fun to have a guest in who who's actually a listener, which I know you are, is you always support the show. And actually, you won the title. We haven't had you in here since you've won the the listener of the. It's been a while. Listener of the uh, century. The yeah, He's yeah. a listener no. of the year century. Yeah. Remember, because it was a hundred yeah. show. Oh yeah. You're the listener of the century. Yeah. This, this is, is your century. century. I paid my dues. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. whole time. Yeah. Third guest on the show. I never complain all that much. Nope. Yeah. Multiple time guest. I think you have two episodes on the top ten overall. Nice. You're a real star in life from the Dutch nice. Hall. You are. Nice. Brought us what do you booze. Want to talk about today? Brought us booze. Yeah. Sponsored <laughs> our show. Bring us guests. Leftover booze from Bush Talk. <laughs> We're not complaining. <laughs> That's great. We actually get. Yeah. We're actually getting low on that stuff. If anybody has booze, they're looking at... They're, it's been in your record cabinet for so long, you don't know what to do with it. Do I throw out booze? It seems wrong, right? Yeah, well, don't throw don't it out. Throw Send it to life from the Dutch right. Hall. We can use it. Use an old recycling bin. Yeah, we drank a lot of gross stuff since we started. Oh, can I get my recycling bin back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'll give that to you on your way out. Um, so, Ryan, I, what I wanted to talk to you about first and foremost is just recently there was the uh, NHL All-Star Game, and one of the stories that was a really big story was... Uh, the John Scott story, and uh, you were aware of it because you posted it on Facebook. I saw, yeah. right? And yeah. I read the John. I read it when you sent it out. And for those of you who don't know, John Scott is an NHL hockey player who, um, for most of the season, has played for the uh, Phoenix Coyotes or the Arizona Coyotes. What do they call it? Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they, he plays for the Coyotes, yeah. and uh, he is a dis- defenseman, kind of a stay-at-home defenseman, and he's like a, a giant. He's, like a, he's mammoth. He's like 6'8", six, six, 270 eight, yeah. pounds. Yeah. yeah, just a beast, right? Meanness. <laughs> Meanness, too? Well, I don't know. In his heart, I don't think it is, but no. he just does it because he has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy this guy here, he's um, he uh, struggled as a player. You know, uh, He was actually more of a, he said, a stay-at-home defenseman, and they said he was always too big and too slow, so he worked really hard on getting good. At being fast, right? He took that as a challenge. He worked really hard at being fast. Mm -hmm. And then he slowly got picked up uh, as a defenseman. And then it wasn't until he was already uh, in the minors, I think, that, um, well, I should get, I should, uh, there's an article that he, the the article he posted, the blog that he posted was a guy like me. Yeah. And uh, so he ended up, he played at Michigan's uh, Tech, I think, right? Yeah. I think that's where he went. And he he thought, there's no way he's going to make the NHL. He's going to probably just end up, uh, you know, he might be. He got a scholarship. That's good. Yeah. You know, and then told he, his wife is going to give him three years to, to try and get a shot up there. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then uh, so three years to get a, a shot, and then he was, and then he'd go back to being an engineer or something. He said he could picture himself in the cubicle at Oshawa, just doing his engineering life and moving on with it. And he had his fun playing hockey, blah blah blah. But as it turns out, uh, he said he was in a game. And uh, I'll go back to the traded uh, thing, but he was in a game, and his coach said to him, "Whatever you do." Uh, don't fight so-and-so. Did you remember that part yeah. of the story? Yeah. And uh, he said that, I forget who the guy was. Yeah, he was some, he was some beast. Eh? He was some beast. King Do not fight DJ King. King. DJ That's what it was. King, yeah. Do not fight DJ King. And then yeah. he's like, who the heck is DJ King? And, and uh, the coach, he says, this is his words. He goes, his eyes are bulging now. Like DJ King is a build heavyweight. DJ King is a freaking animal, right? So stay away from DJ King was the instructions from his coach. So what I did was he fought DJ King. Of course. Now does that does that uh, ring true for you at all? Do you understand? Is yes. that a is that a if if the coach really didn't want you to fight that guy, he I, wouldn't have brought it up. I've been told before from coaches, do not fight this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and that means fight him. 
Well, no, it does not mean fighting. <laughs> Do not fight this guy. Oh, and that, <laughs> so you don't. Oh, you don't? Because <laughs> you're not listening to your coach if you, if you do it. Oh, okay. Well, what this guy didn't listen to his coach. No. I, I didn't know if it was an unwritten rule. Like, they can't say, go fight the guy. Say, don't fight the guy. Or they no. say, uh, or they, or is it a challenge? Or they say, that guy's too big for you to fight or too tough for you to fight. And you say, well, yeah. well I want to see if, see about that. For example, a junior, you know, my last year of junior, or sorry, my second year of junior, Louis DeBrusque was... Uh, he was a he was a heavy heavy heavyweight in junior, and um, Mark Crawford was my coach. And so we never played. London was not in our division, so we only went there once, and they came to our barn once. But so we go in the London, and Mark Crawford says, uh, "Louis DeBrusque is probably the toughest guy in the league. Do not fight him." <laughs> so you go out there and you play hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You just you know yeah. Sometimes if you if you were to run my goalie, I'd have to, but. You know, you just don't go out looking for it because what's the point? You get your ass kicked and yeah. it's not going to yeah. help your team out. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> not going to inspire him. Well, any, no. anyways, this guy did what he did what his coach told him not to do. Yeah. And then... Uh, he got his ass kicked. <laughs> he said he busted him right in the jaw. But that he said at that moment he felt, okay, this is what it feels like to get you know, to get punched in the face by a heavyweight, you know, you, yeah. it's like once you've been... I would feel... I understand that completely because, like, I had never... I was never a fighter. I was always more of a, a talker. I talked my way out of things. <laughs> you mentally no. abuse no. people. Yeah. yeah. No. But if I got into trouble, I could usually like uh, I could usually talk my way out of it. And usually it wasn't my trouble. It was Charter's trouble that yeah. I was talking my way out of. He was good at getting into it, and I was good at get, uh, getting out of it. But this, but I, I was in a fight one time. I, I couldn't help it. A bunch of people beat the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. It was right before my wedding. Dave, you remember that story? You were there. <laughs> I was there. And uh, <laughs> but I, the one thing I remember with that fight, and I, they did uh, do a good number on me. They beat the bejesus out of me. And and, uh, and I remember thinking, I look at myself in the mirror, my face is all bloody and busted up, you know, like just look car- terrible. But I was like, it doesn't hurt that bad. You know, it really didn't hurt. It was because you're full of adrenaline and right. stuff. Like, it doesn't really hurt when you're getting beat up. And I'm like, geez, if I only knew this before, I wouldn't take as much shit from people, you know, because if it only hurts like this <laughs> to get punched in the face, then I'll take it. I'll take it, right? So that's the attitude he took. So he, he, took, he what, took two good ones from uh, DJ, King. DJ King. Yeah, and then his, the- his bench went crazy, and he was like, oh, this is, uh, this feels pretty good, you know, to be able to, get my team pumped up bring and bring them back in the game you know the you notice the effect it had on his team's mm-hmm. play after the fact and mm-hmm. and he said okay this is this is great i'm able to contribute in this way you know or i can the, the game got better by me doing that thing my team played better and and the team was more uh like like they came together a bit you know about yeah. that so everything was kind of positive from the plays perspective right, right. for people that don't understand hockey and sport and, and or fighting in hockey i mean that's that's kind of the that's kind of the part that they miss. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, the, it's one of the ingredients you need to have a successful team. You know, if, if things aren't going well, you're not scoring, you're getting scored on. You know, you got to change momentum somehow, and sometimes that's by a fight. And sometimes, and I've watched, I watched when you played. Um, sometimes it's not by a fight. Sometimes it's by you going out there and just really giving a lot of energy and making a lot of nice yep. hits, finishing and you know, checks and yeah, finishing your checks yep. and looking like you're out there. If 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 everybody's kind of dragging ass, yep. and they send you out on the ice and you're giving it, you know it. It it does just seem to fire everybody up, yeah, right? Yeah. You know that too, Mike. Yeah, well, the re- yeah, the rest of the team. You get behind. I think that's what he said in that article too. Is the rest of the team got behind him? Like, great job, man. Like yeah. you see, you know, if you see Ryan busting his ass, the other guys are like, "Fuck, we got to pick it up here." Look at him go. Yeah, yeah. Like the fourth line's role on on a team. Energy. Is, yes, it's an energy line. Yeah. It's a, it's to give the top two lines a rest, a rest basically. Yeah. And if you can provide some entertainment on top of that, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, that's great. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, and you look in the so uh, uh, this fella like so that kind of changed his career, and then that yeah. probably because now he had another tool to his skill set. Right. You know, so 
it's the guy gets called a, a goon or, or a, you know, just, you know, a, like one of these sideshow um, circus uh, characters, not really a star of the game. It'll mm-hmm. be long at the all-star game, but uh, just one of these things. And he's like, I, uh, I trained my ass off to get faster so I could play. Mm-hmm. I worked on, I was already good as a defenseman. And then I, uh, then I worked at this other skill, which is completely different in uh, fighting. Yeah. And uh, so now I have three skills. Now you're way more valuable to an NHL club. And yeah. so then, because they know you can put, they, you can, you can keep up on all three levels or whatever. And so, so he's saying, well, what? you know, there's 700 people in the whole world, approximately. I play this game. I'm one of them. If I couldn't skate, if I couldn't, if I didn't know the game, if I didn't, uh, you know, if I didn't do what the coach told me, if I wasn't smart, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't, wouldn't be one of the top 700 people in the world playing this game. Like, right, you know, right. that's just not the way it goes. So, you know, uh, so anyways, to, to long story short, the NHL um, has an all-star voting to let one guy, one person in that the fans vote in. And uh, John Scott was, uh, that's his name, right? Yeah, John, yeah, John Scott. Scott. Yeah. He was a, he was a. Uh, Jason he, Scott. Bon Scott. Bon Scott? <laughs> John Scott. It's John Scott, you sons of bitches. And I think, honestly, I don't mean to be... I think he played for, he plays forward. No. He no? said on the he, whole thing he wanted to be Ray Bork. Okay. He loved Ray Bork. Sorry. Oh, sorry. So maybe he's not a defenseman now. But I think he lo- You're right. He loved Ray Bork. Yeah. But, uh, they, they would move him up front. For, for, I, I for think, the purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the purpose. Of, but he ended up being a fan favorite. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like you say. The, yeah, the I do apologize. No, 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 I just. Yeah. No, no, that's good, Mike. Yeah, I don't know sorry. anything about sports. I'll tell the listeners if I'm full of shit, I am. I don't know nothing about sports. Okay. I don't watch it. Yeah. Okay. But I just like the stories. This is a great story. This one is a great. I like. think this is an excellent story oh. because this fellow, he's, he's all-star all vo- voting, right? So they, this guy here is a, is a fan favorite because they like his effort. They like his work. Yeah. They like uh, the fact that he gets the fans going, like the, in a, with fighting and stuff. He pays the price for the fans or for the team. Team, yeah. You know, so fans love him, right? They say he, this guy, this guy for what he does should be recognized. That's one kind of theory behind why the fans voted for him. Right. The other theory would he's be an that, underdog. yeah, because he's an underdog. People like that. Also, then the league started noticing that this guy was might win this thing. He might yeah. actually become the guy. Yeah. So the leagues went to him and said, "Listen, John, uh, this game isn't for you." It's uh, you should go on social media or go on the go make a press uh, release or something that tells people that takes people off of this uh, experiment and like gets the the next best guy voted in or whatever. Right. So he went and did that message to the press like he he, uh, was told to. And he said he didn't have a problem doing it because he believed it to be true. He thought there's a lot of better players on my team than me that that have more of a right to be at the at the all star game. Right. Uh, My question is. It's an all-star game, right? So it's star, right? So the definition of a star has to be brought into question. If you look in the crowd, right, uh, how many Scott jerseys would there be, you know, versus Shane Doan jerseys? You know what I mean? Like a, or uh, Shane Doan probably wouldn't be a good example. But, you know, you could see, a, like, if you look into the crowd, it, when you were in Chicago, for example, there would be a lot of Vanderbush jerseys in the crowd, right? Maybe some. Well, yeah. if you did it, um, your sweater sales as a ratio of your pay, right? You would be uh, way higher than most people on the team. Yes. Let's say, right? Because because more fans like you for your role than they would like a, like a grinding third liner or something that's just a good shadow guy that's or right. yep. or a, a stay-at-home pro- defenseman. You're or providing something. that extra element of entertainment. So right. You're not only a good forecheck or good hitter, but you can fight too. Yeah. And there's some guys that do it just by hitting. Like you'd see some players, they're just like awesome. They go out there and they just smash people or whatever, and they're right. great. But 
but they don't fight or whatever, you know, but it's still the same sort of thing. It's a skill set they bring that people like, something about their, their energy or something about the way they, they do their job that they like. That makes them a fan favorite, which makes them a star, right? It's a star of your league. If you're promoting your league, you're going to promote the people who the fans like the most, right? That's the reason that they had the vote in for the thing. That's why they do the online voting, absolutely. Right, and, it, and I think the fans were kind of saying, not only they were saying, like, because it wasn't just Phoenix fans or even just John Scott fans that were voting. There, there was the wave of people that just said, okay, let's make this guy the representative of the guys that never get to go, right? right? Mm-hmm. But just but deserve to be there. Or they're just internet people who are saying, like, the NHL and their Batman and all that was fuck the, with the system. Yeah, that's, they're, they're that's saying a big part of it, they're yeah. saying well, we should vote for this guy. Well, f them. We we're not going to just do what they want. Next best guy. There's no. It's not exciting. Like so what? Like who's who, some good? It's like well, Nassim Kadri goes on right. or something like that. They like, could have picked uh, Max Domi, a skilled player off Arizona, but right. they didn't. They picked him. Yeah, they picked him. You know, and no, Max Domi. You know, he's he's a star too. Yeah, but exactly. But uh, but if the fans wanted this star to go because they like him better, or they wanted just. They just you let the fans decide. So that's what you get yeah. when you let they're, the fans decide. They're the decide. ones buying the tickets. That's right. Yeah. So even to even to make a statement that you want to sway the public's opinion of your sport, it's like that's that's ridiculous. You should be embracing the public's opinion and like seeing how you can manipulate that to make your sport more popular, don't you think? Yeah. So now get to the point right. where the manager or whoever it was from the brass comes down and pulls John Scott out of the weight room and says, "I don't think you should go into this." Right. You're kids be proud oh yes yes your family be proud yeah that's where you lost them right i was like what What are you talking about yeah yeah not be proud you know yeah would your family be proud if you got in i guess that would be insinuating that it was a cheap way to get in you know you didn't get on your skill you got in on some internet how does that make you feel would your kids be what is that supposed to mean exactly i'd like to know who said that yeah of course my fucking kids would be proud fucking idiot yeah i'm 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 doing a job that there's like I don't even a uh, thousand times more people who want to do it than get right. to do it, yeah. you know. And and uh, yeah, like my, I scored three goals last year for the Sharks. My kids are thrilled. You know what I mean? Like why yeah. wouldn't they be? Yeah. My dad scored, played for the Sharks and scored three goals. I'd be, you know, Hell yeah. You know, my dad. Like there's people that are proud of their dads for being a good uh, uh, bus driver. Yeah. I would be so you know? nervous to be sick good to plumber. my stomach. Yeah. Know, my first few years pro in practices, I was so nervous. Games, I was so nervous. I couldn't imagine getting elected to the All Star game. Oh, I know. With all these All Stars, yeah. he's like, oh my God, he's sick. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes there, and he gets two goals, two snipes. Yeah. Everybody. And they named, they MVP named, of the game. Like legit goals he was, too. He was wearing the ca- the C. Yeah. Nominated captain. Yeah. Nominated captain, <laughs> which is like so. That's another thing where the players kind of had to. Um, like uh, the players rallied together. Yeah, you know, it supported them too. They're saying like, yeah, not only do the fans think you should be here, but we think you should be here too because we appreciate what guys like you do. You know, right. and they're represented, right? So the, 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 he was he was honored by the fans. He was honored by the players. Yeah. He was he was uh, kicked in the balls by the league essentially, oh, yeah. and then he won the MVP of the whole thing. Yes, got he, a check for a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> gets to donate to. Uh, how does that work? I don't even know. So they got uh, they got nine a million dollars. His team won, so they split. He got. 90 grand or whatever it was plus he got a car too because he said he's having twins he's like oh i need this car he's saying the guys on the bench boys i need to i need this car because i I got twins coming well he ends up winning mvp and getting the whatever it was every every single guy every single guy on the bench is trying to feed him the whole time the whole time none of them want to score at all so just to make he gets traded though all this this hype is going on before the actual all-star game yeah yeah so in order to lure him not to go to the all-star game they trade him to Montreal, Montreal, 
whose farm team is in St. John's, Newfoundland, The Rock. I lived there yeah. for two years. It's a beautiful place, but Jesus, man, going from, <laughs> going from the show to Phoenix to the St. John's, Newfoundland is quite the culture shock, right? Yeah, yeah. All in a week or whatever. All in a week, yeah. and then boom, to the All-Star, All-Star game. Yeah, that is crazy. And then now back to The Rock. Then sent, now, yeah, now that all happened. <laughs> now He's still in the minor, so he's still hey. kind of being punished. You think that was not a, a, a move, if, it, if the All-Star uh, voting was aside, it never existed? You think he'd still be playing for Phoenix? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You think yeah, this absolutely. was all done as a? Yeah. Well, if you they, re- Phoenix was, they were winning. They, were, they had a very competitive team, and he was not a liability on the ice. He was, he yeah. was doing his role nice. He's a good team guy. You know, the chemistry was there. Phoenix was over was no overperforming. Yeah. Like they were, they were doing, doing way be- way better than they should have done, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then yet this kid, this kid, uh, or this I say this kid, he's this man uh, is they is now traded, and they said he said one of the quotes in the article was that it is. It is unheard of for you to trade your enforcer when your team is doing well in the midseason. Very rare. Like that, yeah. that's at least you know. Well, it's just like you with, might get rid of a guy who's got a bad attitude, you right? Know, but but the guy who's actually one of the really good like guys that bring your team together right. that helps with the chemistry, and then yeah. look what you've done. You've taken yeah. that guy to your dressing room, a guy that people like, and then you. And I'm not talking about the fans at this point in time. I'm saying he's. He's a, unless he wasn't a good dressing room guy, and I don't know the guy. I don't know. I it don't sounded know. like the guys I, loved him, but yeah. it sounded like he was uh, a good guy. He he, he really got liked it off the ice at yeah. the uh, All Star game. And those yeah. are ex, like ex Sharks players that yeah. played with him before. Yeah, right. and yeah, they, he, he carried for a lot of teams. Right, oh, yeah. Burns is carrying him. It's his ex teammate. That's yeah. how much they loved him. Oh, okay, and that's good evidence. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're not. You know, even even you, if you were playing in, the, like, put yourself in that situation, you the guy fits the same scenario, but you're you're the All Star, right? And you're sitting there. And this guy comes in, but you you know because all the guys know each other in some way, or they played at some team. You played with so many different people, right? You play, so so many people know about each other. They, yeah, he knows even if you don't people. know him, you'll know someone that knows him that says he's a prick job or whatever, right? right? Exactly. Especially if he's a real prick job. That's right. So uh, if those guys heard of it, they're not carrying him off the ice. They might no. uh, they might knock him in the yeah. shin pad yeah, with this. They're not carrying him. Right. Yeah, this guy is loved. Okay, so now now you're a team like Phoenix. They're doing well, you know. You get rid of this guy, some of the rock, you fuck him over huge, you know, with his wife being pregnant, a whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, wife is nine months pregnant. With, with twins. twins. Oh, yeah, with twins. God. Right, you're going to put, put him on a rock almost in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and say, <laughs> there you go, have your twins there with this, hey, there, don't, don't worry, there, just came from the screech there, uh, bar, you know, just spread your legs my, and pop I the baby out. I love Newfoundland, but yeah. geez, man. Yeah. Have you tried going, the screech? Going from yeah. the NHL to, like, a nice warm climate to, yeah. to the yeah. rock, is just, and then your wife's yeah. nine months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, epidural, we just use screech. That's part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're a commodity. You're a piece of meat. You have no control where you're going. You just got to go when they tell you to go. Yeah. Does, that, you, does you're... that ever show that, eh? Does oh, that yeah. ever show that no matter who you like? I mean, I know he's an enforcer, but they just oh, see you later. Yeah. You're, you're traded. Yeah. But he's like, he's the, um, you know, like that dressing room's got to be defected negatively, don't yeah. you think? Well, they like, haven't been doing as well since. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't imagine the, like, if you're now, you screwed over one of their buddies and they all know it. Yeah, and, yeah. like, there's, like, how would they, they would feel sour to the people now, to that team. They wouldn't feel as the motivated. Problem, the NHL would imagine is regretting, obviously, what yeah. they did. And, you know, you got people like us still talking about it. And, yeah. and it's just, you know, it's a bit of an embarrassment for them, I think, because, you know, it's, it's just a kid that wants to play hockey. Who, the, the fans voted him in. Like, right. why not just let him play and be over with it and done with it? Deal. You know, yeah. who cares? Ryan, you as an alumni in the NHL, do you have any responsibility to um, – to promote them or anything like that? As, no, no, God, no. So if you want to just sit there and like would, say, I, say I, like I, as a you're like as a guy who's on the alumni, you have a pension or whatever, and then you have to then say, 
Uh, if you were just trashing them all the time, they couldn't. Would they have any repercussions? They'll blackball. Yeah, I mean, you, they won't allow you in the arena. You, oh, you know, stuff like there's that. There's a lot of st- shit that goes on behind the scenes. Like I can go on forever. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know a guy that you know played uh, some hockey and you know did a lot of work, had a lot of injuries, and and he had a claim in the state of California, and and uh, he's a Canadian guy. He's living in California now, and and uh, he wanted to start up a hockey school and work with some young kids at the grassroots level in California. How, how can you imagine that? A guy that played in the NHL for 14 years, and uh, now he's going to be, you know, helping train kids in California with these kids. But the, guess what? The owner of the uh, one of the teams in California wouldn't let him in the arena. No way. Because they put a claim uh, against him. It was a workers' comp claim where you know he might get fifty thousand dollars because you know, he had a lot of injuries, right? Yeah. And you know you got to start taking you got to take time off of work. You got to pay for that out of your own pocket because there's no medical coverage. But once guys go in the league like for example i went and played at 14 years pro 10 in the nhl uh, my pension is you know nothing to write home about if i get you know 1200 dollars a month when i'm 50 that, that, that'd be lucky but uh between now and then you know a lot of guys have injuries so where the nhl needs to wake up is have some sort of fun where it takes care of their health bills at least cover yeah, the cost yeah. of health because yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about your body and your mind and keeping yeah. sharp and and yeah you got to take some responsibility yourself but as far as a, the bottom line, you have to go to therapy eventually because yeah. you have a, had a lot of guys had a lot of injuries, but there's, there should be something in place to take care of those guys. Yeah, and you know what? It is another thing too. Yeah, it's like one of those things they just, when they're done with you, they, you're cast aside and you're there's done. no, no. Uh, it's like a, uh, like they pay these guys so much money, you know, the, there's an imbalance there. What, they sh- what, what should be the priority is that you take care of your people, your employees first, make sure that they receive all the things they need to do to have a good quality of life, right? And when you're talking, you got zil- you got a billion dollars. You know, you got so much goddamn. The owners money. do, yeah. Yeah, the, in this in the owner pot, there's yeah. so much, and even, and so for the NHLPA, it would seem to make sense to push to make sure there's a baseline that everybody gets taken care of and, and taken care of for while they're playing and taken care of for everything that resulted as a. By the time that they leave the game, there should be something in place where their health is. If they have issues, if they have issues, you just apply for help if you need it yeah and then you can get your therapy taken care of yeah which is pretty common there should be like a base yeah yeah, they should take off the top guys is what i'm saying you take off those like rich guys at the top and you just throw some into the into the bottom like socialism you know you just throw it into the bottom and you take care of everybody's needs for the their whole life like you have enough money to do it right you know and then so the guy doesn't get 20 million he gets 16 mm-hmm. you know i mean i don't think it matters you just set the bar a little lower for the top guys still the best player gets the most oh, or whatever yeah. you know yeah but like you have so to we'll now work. you can't do anything until for the ones that are already signed but like when they're done or whatever well, right? i think eventually it'll happen i mean you well know, football's the same way right right yeah yeah like they're really messed their guys up and they, yeah. they're like two years you know you make on average not even not even i think 1.6 or something is what the average yeah uh, football careers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not very long. I know hockey's about four and a half years average career. So, I mean, if you make a couple of million bucks a year, say you make, make eight million bucks, half that's gone to taxes, four million bucks, and you're carrying two homes, you know, yeah, one, yeah. in the city that you're living, one at home, and, yeah. you know, your cost of living is just seems to go up a little bit. And the biggest thing is you don't want to change your style of living. So you don't want to get, once you get there, that's what I would teach any kid going in, you know, turning pro is, you know, you, you know your standard of living and how you can, how comfortable you are and know that. And, and don't live beyond your means, even when you are making that big money, because you average that money out over the course of the next 50 years of your life, it really isn't that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if that's what I mean. If they were to even say, take more off for your PA fees, you know, like right. of these guys making big bucks, and then take and say, this is what we're going to do to take that money and take care of you. You know, you have, 
you have all the counseling you need when you leave the sport. You have all the uh, to, to try to rebuild your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have all the uh, f- physical uh, rehab stuff you need, you know, to, for the injuries that you've incurred by putting your by make by sacrificing your body for entertainment for them. Really, that's what you do. And then you, and then as a result, uh, you have these people that are ambassadors for your sport for the rest of their life. You know, like Absolutely. they're being taken care of. They feel appreciative and all the rest of it. You know, like you're way better off. I, I just from a, a business perspective, you're way better off to treat your employees well first then you don't have your turnover you don't have your you know your cancers in your workplace where you're they're just bitching and and trying to get everybody riled up why they hate everything like if you don't treat your employees right you might make more money even for short short term but you're gonna long term your business is gonna be shit yeah because no one's gonna want to be there you know Mm -hmm. so they're not gonna do as good as job as they would if they were happy right and people always say too, hey, well, you look at these fucking guys are making millions of right. dollars a year. They're fucking losers if they can't keep track of their own money and and and, and uh, you know invest it properly. But you know when you're playing hockey, you're focused on one thing. Just like Jane, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you take care of Jane's business because so she she's really good at what she does, and that's fixing eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, so you got to really trust somebody that you're with. You want to focus just on hockey because that's you got to have that monomaniacal focus on one thing that if you want to do really really well at it yeah and that's hockey it's not investing money no so you give a lot of money to a lot of people and it's gone just like that there's so many stories that you know the sharks come out right yeah that's why i need steve the reluctant german to work my uh audacity sometimes because i'm my creative genius will only allow me to (laughs) hit certain buttons otherwise i turn retarded so uh (laughs) the only thing uh, we're getting close to the end here so um we covered that story, right, Ryan? Yeah. We covered yeah, that. No, so good for John Scott. He's back in St. John, from what I understand, and hopefully he gets back uh, back to the show. You know what? If you were a guy that has uh, a sluggish attendance in your arena right now in the NHL, I would uh, be hiring that guy pretty quick. I think so. Eh? You know, yeah. wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? As he's a he's a name now, so you got him. He's not going to hurt you on the ice as long as you're not a liability on the ice. You're going to go out there and you can do your job defensively and get the puck out. I, if I was an NHL team, I'd be picking him up pretty quick. Yeah, and he's got that name recognition now, yeah. and he's entertaining to watch play when he's yeah. you know when he's now filled. he's worth something. So if yeah. Montreal's smart, if they're not going to use him, so, trade him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he might get an asset back. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's actually, yeah, that's right. You can play in your lineup if you're not right. going to use them. Like it's got to happen soon. You take a, even a draft pick is what? is pretty good. Dead, deadline's this month, right? 29th, so, right? Yeah, the end of the month. Yeah. So why wouldn't they do that? Yeah. If they're just going to keep them in the AHL. All right. So, yeah, it's and then they're saying they might put a movie out, eh? At the end of the day. Oh, really? They're talking about a, oh, you know, a CBC it. movie. Yeah. You could see it yeah. coming, yeah. right? Yeah. For sure. So well, maybe gr- he'll win in the end of all yeah. this. Yeah. He'll yeah, make yeah. some doha, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, there's a great story arc to it and it really did turn out pretty good for him as far as like I think it's actually going to be a benefit in the long run. And it usually is in life. If you get screwed around, that's all every time that things kind of go the worst, that's when you know, there's something that's going to balance it out. So yeah. you're going to have some good times coming. Good on him, though, for standing up to it. Because a lot yeah. of people probably would have just been, yeah, you're right. I don't, oh, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll do it. But, you know, once he brought out the, yeah. would your family be proud? Yeah. Like, that, that's when it really. It, it just really, really, ex- it really exhibits their disrespect for yeah. that guy. You know, that's for right. the role that the guy, do, and the effort think, the guy put in. Yeah, do they really think he's an idiot? You know yeah, yeah. Mean? That'd be like if you had, a, had like, a receptionist at your office. And then and uh, you get to vote one of your employees to have, like, uh, employee of the month or whatever and they're like you have some salesman that's making a million bucks and and uh, you vote in the receptionist because she's the one that kind of is a straw that serves a drink of the whole office mm-hmm. but then they say no no that's for the guy that makes the most money you know we give it to him because he's the one that's making us as a company the most money mm-hmm. and the guy that's making the most money is saying I wouldn't be able to make that money if so, it wasn't for that girl. Right. Give her the lunch, you know. Right. You know, like what's she's the big deal? Yeah. 
She's yeah. a glue. She doesn't yeah. get appreciated. Give her something. Yeah. yeah. So we got a little game we like to end the show with. Ryan, you want to play with us? Sure. It's a game we call Weird Facts. Weird Facts. It's true. It's false. Suck balls. Weird Facts. Weird. All right, we got weird facts from the interweb, and we're going to say them out loud, and you have to tell us if they're true or false, and I'll tell you the the real answer. Every year, more than 10 people are killed by vending machines. True or false? I'm going to go true on that one. 10? I'm going to go false. I'm going true. All right, the answer is true. Uh, a lot of hungry people pushing them over. Hungry people, or <laughs> actually, you know what they found? Uh, drunk, drunk, hungry people. Yeah, shaking the machine. Yeah, most people actually in Japan, a lot of those people are killed uh, trying to put their uh, put their uh, whole head in the vending machine, take a good whiff. Hey, Dave, they do sell they sell panties in the vending machine in, in Japan. I, that's that's something that's established on the show. It's not even a weird fact. It's a true, but it is weird. Weird fact. Are they clean underpants? No, they're they're worn underpants with a picture of the girl, right? No, they're not. They're worn at least once. They should, there's a Polaroid picture of the girl wearing the underpants with the underpants you get, correct? Stapled to the bag. Stapled oh to the bag. God. And you go to the vending machine, you say, <laughs> that's this real. This is true? That is true. True facts. True facts. <laughs> you saw it with your own two eyes, right? It's true. Not the interweb. Dave is my source <laughs> for that shit. one. Yeah. Wow. Did you get weirdest, a weirdest thing I ever saw. Yeah. Did your head get stuck in there? <laughs> How many did you buy? I survived. <laughs> Do you wear them now? <laughs> Lizards often mistake their own tail as prey and eat themselves. No, that's dumb. <laughs> you think lizards are smarter than that? Yeah. Yeah, lizards don't seem <laughs> that stupid. False. They seem false. quite quite pensive and thoughtful. What? False, true. I'm to go false. All right. Uh, the, the tail does grow back. Yeah. <laughs> I say false. It's actually false. Uh, it's actually snakes. Snakes mistake oh. their own tail and eat oh, themselves. Really? Snakes are the dumbasses. Around. Now, do you believe that? <laughs> that I'll believe. That you believe, those dumbass snakes. Believe they, like a, they They don't care. Oh, yes. Well, the, the, but the you can cut a, a tail off a lizard. It'll grow right back, right? That's or great. it falls off if it gets... falls off, yeah. Yeah, if it's going to get caught. It's a defense thing, I think, if it gets caught. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was talking with my father-in-law <laughs> just shit it on, uh, on, uh, 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 at my daughter's birthday party. And we were just having a chat like we do every like now. And then he, he said... Uh, I was saying one thing, and I go, Ah, oh, geez, I can't remember what that is, like what the answer to that is. And he goes... Why don't you just make something up? It's probably a lie anyway, or something like that. Under his breath, you know? Under his breath. And I was like, what? And he thinks I'm full of shit. He really does. I'm like, Google it, man. Google it. He, like, he's, there's no reason not to, to call me full of shit anymore. If you think I'm full of shit, Google it. And then, yep. then tell me I'm full of shit. But just because you don't know something I know doesn't mean I'm full of shit. Like, seriously. <laughs> he, he does. And that's kind of offensive because he thinks I'm lying. And I hate when people think yeah. I'm lying. <laughs> I might be stupid, but I'm no liar. That's all I got to tell you. I'll take yeah. That's a pizza. <laughs> All right, here in ancient Rome, uh, men who were found guilty of rape would have their testicles crushed between two stones. Oh, oh, wow! Sounds accurate. I, I wonder if in ancient Rome rape was promoted. <laughs> <laughs> See, they that's seem why, like the types. Seem like they did that quite often. That's why it didn't last. You know, they eventually became Germans. <laughs> that's the truth too. The Romans eventually went to Germany, eh? And then the Italians became the people that <laughs> moved bullshit. in to take over. We gotta, we gotta look this up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I read, I read that. That was, that was when I called. I said G- I said the Italians killed Jesus, Jesus and I had yeah. to do all that research in yeah. order to prove. And it turns out it's Steve's people. 
Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's <laughs> all Steve's fault. Yeah. True or false? Uh, it is true, actually. Oh, really? Yep. In ancient Rome, those sick bastards, they don't like rape. God. They don't like it. You know, they don't. I, I thought they would like it too, Dave. I don't like testicles either. Okay. <laughs> but they love rocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a guy. Yes, you, you know the guy by the name of Lewis Carroll? Lewis Carroll. He was he wrote the book Alice in Wonderland. Oh. And uh, this man wanted to marry an 11 year old girl named Alice when he was 31. Weird facts. That's gross. I think that's true. But true. Yeah, that's gross true. enough to be true. Yes, it is true. And also, he is like if you read the original Alice in Wonderland, like not the Disney up version of it, it's like it's it's pretty messed up. Is it pervy? It's really. Um, trippy like oh. it's really acid trippy and i think and it's pretty like yeah it's uh the guy's not right no. like the guys i wouldn't let him near my kids that's for sure i wonder how disney got onto that gross all right <laughs> i don't know yeah that well if you looked even like a lot of those nursery rhymes that now became kids things like hansel and gretel and like uh um even um snow white snow white like the huntsman and stuff like yeah. he, he's supposed to come and rip her heart cut her heart out with a knife eh? and then he just he stabs a boar and cuts the heart out there too like the story the real story, the grim version of it, is gruesome. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, don't read those to your kids because it will traumatize them, I think. Okay, uh, this is a good one. Younger sim- siblings tend to be smarter. True or false? Definitely true. It's a false. False. I'm going true because I'm younger. <laughs> the answer is false. Damn it. Older siblings tend to be smarter. Yeah. That's the fact. I call bullshit on that. Yes. You want? No, it's not true. It's not true. It's as a. It's as a. Uh, it's one of these studies, eh? If you read the end of these studies, there's like a million different variables and what ifs, and you know they've covered their ass by the end of it. But it's not, you know, it's not always true, but it's more likely. Study has been done. Petting a cat helps lower blood pressure, not just for humans, but for the cat also. True, oh. true. I heard the cats hate people petting them. Well, not you, my cat. Well, according to this, he might hate it, but his blood pressure is low as fuck. Oh, I'll tell you that. Gone. I'll tell you that. Gone. My cat Larry, my cat Larry seems to like it. He's a real friend of mine. <laughs> So does my cat say true. Okay, this is the this will be your last one. Chuck Norris was born on May sixth, nineteen forty five. The Nazis surrendered May seventh, nineteen forty five. False. I, guess, I believe that's true. I believe it's true. It's true, buddy. Hitler. I don't care what you're saying. It's true. So therefore, we can we can conclude this show with the with uh, the deduction that Chuck Norris helped end the World War II. Thank you very much. Chuck Norris for giving me my freedom. Thank you, Ryan Vandenbush, for coming in on the show today. It's been great having you, and great for all your support to the show too, Ryan. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you to Nocturnal Emissions for being the greatest band in podcast history. And if you can find a better one, I dare you. And sweet, sweet Kelly, it's always a pleasure just to look at you. Thanks for coming in. We hope to get you on flute soon. We hear you got a flute solo you're working on, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, we might practice today. So until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Look, and we got you out. Three minutes to spare. Three minutes to coffee. <laughs> <laughs>